Okay, time to go. <laughs> oh, I'm Devo. I, you know, I'm used to this order of yeah, like usually, usually going to the left. All right, and then beyond the carousel. Uh, of course, it's your favorite podcast, Bobcat. And today it's sci-fi up your ass. Sci-fi beyond just ass full the of sci-fi. white guy. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Speaking of Big Daddy. Bioshock? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Dune. That would be a cool movie, though. Um, Bioshock. They were trying to do that. Guillermo del Toro was trying to fucking make that movie. But really? Yeah. But Guillermo, you know. But he's, like, he's got so many he, ideas. He's like, I want to do it all. I'm like, he's like, a, he literally is. Well, like, that's I, why he's so big. He's so just much. like, I'm going to eat it all. I'm like, yes, I, we know, Guillermo. Like, <laughs> please stop, though. Please stop, for though. He's so scaring me. He's scaring me. I hope he smells really good, like a bakery. I don't think it's necessarily that he wants to do everything. He's not going to he, his, he's passionate about it. He's passionate. His luck is just very random, hit or miss. Because he, his movies never make a lot of money. It's like it's yeah, because his, of passion projects. They really are, but they're so good. But movies about movies are it should be about passion more than it is yes. about gross income. I literally just watched Pan's Labyrinth. Which is night, stupid and because amazing. I mean I know that uh, last week the girls talked about Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Well, awkward looking around, uh, but <laughs> I mean like yeah it didn't make a lot of money back its first opening week yeah. but like who cares it was still it was entertaining it was fun. I mean there yeah, are parts yeah. of it that I disagree with same there are some parts that I'm just like I didn't think of that that's fucking cool yeah. but Except I mean overall it did what it they, was supposed to do they yeah. should have had the name the way it is now yeah well, what well I mean I don't think it. it really matters if people I mean well, like, it makes sense because first of all it's called it, yeah, Birds of Prey. Just having but it I mean, as like, Birds of Prey, though, you're, you're only asking... Was like, that was problem. so hard. Yeah, but it like, really was. Having Birds of Prey as the main title for it, minus the... the yeah, it confused a lot of Die lot, Hard fans. Well, like, a lot of Die Hard fans might go see it, sure. It's also the market. But, like, those are mainly the only people who will go see it, yeah. unless the average the consumer is like, oh, what is this movie? Oh, I know her. I'll go see that movie. Well, real DC hardcore fans know better than to watch the movies. I mean, <laughs> like, true. They should. But. True. I mean, like, if you look at Marvel, like, they don't but, really follow source material to a T. You can't, no. because comics are one medium, also, movies are different. You know? Another thing that, a really quick thing about DC that kind of bugs me a little bit, the movie came out, right? Birds of Prey came out? Yeah. Everything? They also started a Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey comic series around the same fucking time. Oh, that was to promote. So it's like, yeah. so what they, you guys they, do is you make movies and then make the comics to be source point. They team up with everybody. So. <laughs> well, think of it like the 90s. Like, a lot of times, like, Gremlins, they were supposed to come out real, like, really scary. They weren't supposed to be like Gizmo at all. They were supposed to be, like, Stripe the whole time, right? Yeah. But they decided to go with Gizmo because if they made toys of Gizmo, it would it's sell. It's It's the same concept. It's yeah. how yeah. do we profit I mean, that's all. We, just talk, we literally just talked about Star Wars. Talk you know, about marketable yeah, things. Yeah, like Phasma. Problem. The only reason Phasma existed was to make comic books about a cool-ass character, to make toys that look cool, cool-ass costumes, you know, it's just... Only problem about the comic, Birds, Harley Quinn and Birds of mm-hmm. Prey, Black Canary's white. <laughs> yeah. Well, we fucked that up, guys. <laughs> yeah. well, she's like, always right, been white. Well, like, like right on the cover, movie, though. Yeah. Everyone else is like, okay, okay, okay. I want to know, That's hers, like, wait, you were... If you're trying to make this off the movie, shouldn't you, like, I, maybe... I really don't want to talk too much, honestly, about Birds of yeah. Prey, but I know my, my my only real gripe is that I think that they needed more. Like, this sounds like the biggest fucking, like, push my glasses up to my, my fucking eyebrows. I'm like, well, you know, the real issue here is 
is that the, uh, the outfits uh, don't look like the comic books, and like I honestly believe that that's an issue. They don't. No, it's Nobody... not that they don't look like the comic books. It's that they're so far removed well, from yeah. the comic books. They're, they're not even like they reminiscent. Even... Like I'm the saying, only one Omar is, is Lance. Lance is the only one who has a costume kind that of, is yeah. somewhat similar because it's black and yellow. Yeah. She didn't wear fishnets. Fucking she, pissing me off. She didn't wear a fucking. I was like, no, because you can't. They're not gonna do the fucking fishnets. No, not even a leather jacket. They just could have gave her a leather jacket. I, I mean, mean the easiest how, how is it that Injustice can pull off a, a realistic version of all those outfits and they can't just utilize that? They own that. I'm hyper hyped, hype psyched, hoping that was a thing. Yeah, um, I heard. <laughs> Justice Society would be a really cool. I mean, they're the Black Adam movie. Is, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're talking about adding a lot of uh, Justice Society members to that. So who do you think? So obviously they're also filming Black Adam and uh, Shazam Two at the same time. So that might be some interlocking story beats there. I really hope. I really hope so. But that makes me afraid that they're going to kill off Black Adam. No, they're going to they're they're going to redeem him. They they're want, not going to turn him into. So they want to say that is because he thing. wouldn't have aged, and the better way to make it look like he's not aged yeah. than to film it at the same time. They're gonna. I mean, it's the and rock. rock's like reaching that Here, point. You know? Here's, he's the, at the, here's the thing: yeah. the rock does screaming, throwing boulders. The rock has like, even said that like they want to. They, they're gonna go the anti-hero route. So like, he's be saying that he says a lot of shit. He's, he's been said, talking he, shit for years now. I know. I, I know. can beat up Superman. It's like, well, we know. Like, just you, Dwayne Johnson, could probably beat Superman's ass, but. <laughs> the real Superman of Earth is. He just Johnson. raises his eyebrow and like fucking Clark Kent falls dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I I'm excited for those movies. I'm, I'm totally I'm ex- excited. I mean, DC films. I mean, while they don't follow source material to a T, I mean they're entertaining as shit. I mean, obviously, I have some gripe with some of the ways they went about like making some scenes seem more important, but. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, my only big thing with DC congruency let, let, is why Steppenwolf? Really, just let the, the creatives be creative. I just realized <laughs> they, they kind of fucked up everyone a little bit. They oh, yeah. literally fucked up everyone. See, my one complaint about uh, Bob <clears throat> yeah. was Cassandra Cain. Um, she was just like... Isn't she supposed to be mute? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. otherwise, like her character would have been like. I mean, like yeah, that's a cool interpretation. Yeah. But like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Like that's your whole shut thing. Your is you're like super quiet. Well, I mean, spoiler alert. I what? guess for anyone who doesn't read the comic books, you're supposed to be like quiet Batgirl. Yeah. Like basically. just sh- no. Like you don't talk. Um. Well, okay, so we're on the subject of... Just because that's your character, I am not a misogynist. Uh, <laughs> we're on the subject of uh, visual appearance and representation and how that kind of affects pop culture. Because we talked about that again a little bit with Star Wars and now we're getting a little, a little bit into that now. And like, I think that, again, th- this is why I'm saying that I think that like if they went with more comic accurate or inspired outfits, it might have played better with audiences because it's like we know what that stuff looks like and we want to see that um but they just looked like they were just kind of like in uh like punk stuff yeah uh, I mean, all the time. and i think that 
a good, we're talking sci-fi, good sci-fi has creative, innovative designs, either overly creative sometimes, Something or, familiar or, or, or foreign. You look at the Alien franchise, I mean, the Alien is still so recognizable. You're like, oh, it's the Alien. You know, like, that's the Xenomorph. It's like, and again, the point where it's like, we're in the, the, we're in the, uh, mind space now where it's like most people know that that is called a xenomorph not just the alien mm -hmm. which is i think a very big thing to like to understand these days that's crazy um again like the predator simple design but like it works you know and it's really it's actually cool. its third design starting with huge predator right no 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 right 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 uh what they wanted but the reason that they changed the design so much is because wow okay this is too bestial it might not you know work with people too much like it might not be scary enough because it's so exotic and then, like they went through a couple designs and then they finally landed on the predator we know now right it's because oh oh it's humanoid that's creepy because it's like us but, not. but it's removed from us right then it takes off its mask and it's like one of humans biggest fears it has a fucking spider for a face <laughs> you know like yeah Yes. And it collects skulls, and skulls yeah. are like the number one thing that makes human beings uneasy because that should be inside your body. Exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah, this whole design, Which, like a whole again, lot of thought. you can go in. straight into Terminator with that. Family. Oh, hell yeah. But I do want to ask you guys, what is your favorite part of sci-fi? Like, is it the scores? Is it, like, the, the wardrobe? Is it the fact that it's not on Earth? Or, like, like what's your... What drew you in? Well, because, yeah, because, like, cyberpunk can... Sci-fi and I know that's Devo's Earth. a huge fan of cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, which is like the one major like part of sci-fi that I really go for because it's like that section because like a lot of it's either like you know, hey, here's like you know these really epic like battles and shit that happen in space or like you know here's like some scary shit that might happen, but like mm -hmm. a lot of cyberpunk is more like. Subliminal it's or dystopian it's, it's, capitalism. It makes you think, yeah. yeah, a little bit like about the world around you. Which is why I love Ghost in the Shell. Oh shit! Like yeah. Ghost in the Shell, like The Matrix, like mm. um, Blade Runner, nineteen eighty, not kind of nineteen eighty four. That one's a little bit of a stretch to me to call cyberpunk, but I mean it's borderline. <clears throat> it's it's like early early age cyberpunk. It's what they could do at the time. And cyberpunk. It's what they could do in 1948. But they did get one thing right. It. China will take over the world. Yes. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I was thinking of Neuromancer. That's the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Ooh. Because that's what inspired cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Everything else. It is cyberpunk. Grails, basically, the Bible. The, grails, yeah. That book? I mean, yeah. that like Because when you were saying like Star, Star Wars is like the holy grail of sci-fi, it was like... Well, I that, like, you know, like, as, as like a general sci-fi. You know how, like, yes. the sci-fi, when you think of sci-fi, you just think of, like, okay, science fiction space. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, the overarching sci-fi, just like there's overarching fantasy, mm -hmm. which is people assume is Lord of the Rings. But then yeah. there's, like, little pockets I, of I fantasy. I think any, like, buddy really? who's super into science fiction would say that Dune is the, the, holy, the, epitome? Holy, the holy grail of science fiction. Of overall science fiction? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I would like, say it's probably the first big big one that's like hey like because it deals I think with all those elements mm -hmm. yeah it does have a, I know it has like a lot of like little bits from here 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 right. here but it actually like mixes them now, very like, well fuck off <laughs> um, <laughs> um but really quick before getting too far off of that like 
the holy grail for like cyberpunk though mm -hmm. is definitely neuromancer oh yeah because he didn't even own a computer and wrote all, all of, of that shit. just like, off of sheer human imagination yeah it was like it's like the he there was like an interview where he was talking about like the opening where he described this guy being like essentially like if you turn the tv onto a channel that didn't have anything on it mm -hmm. just static you know and like the way he described it was like wow this is really like you know provoking the imagination and everything it's like i didn't fucking i was just thinking about shit i saw as a kid I don't even know any of this shit anymore. So that's anymore. what makes it weird, because, so, like, we all are technically millennials, correct? Yes. yes. I mean, there's... I've... So, well, we have, well, we have this weird, unique perspective, kind of, where it's just, like, so, like, the generations before us, when they grew up with sci-fi, it kind of wasn't as dystopian as what we're used to. Well, yeah. It's different, because there was every generation. We are just, like, every we've given up on the future. Every <laughs> generation has different fears of the future. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, for a while, there was no fear of the future. For I mean, so the propaganda utopian. wanted us, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was very utopian. And we've moved away from that a lot. Because we got Mad well, Max and, like... Well, because the Cold War happened. Mm -hmm. The Nixon era happened. And then our, our whole zeitgeist And then changed. the 80s happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, so much cocaine. Oh. And then... more not but, enough. But see, we also <laughs> You're right. grew up in a very <laughs> weird... Time period where period technology time. Just we're like, like yeah, we still we get phones like every fucking our lives became like, sci-fi. We like, grew within up, ten years. Like we grew up having the same shit our parents did, Ish. and the, to like better, yeah. but like you know same concept. But safer. And then it turned into this thing to where like you know even back in the nineties it wasn't a hundred percent common to always have a TV in someone's house. Yeah, everyone has at least two in their fucking house now. Yeah, mm -hmm. like. You know, like the internet was wasn't even really a thing when we were growing up. I, I mean, totally it, remember going out, <laughs> then being that kid who had to come home when the streetlights turned uh -huh. on, yeah, and throwing you know, mud balls at each other because we couldn't afford a baseball. You know, shit like throwing that. Throwing mud balls. Right, you know what like, we did? We, did. When we really wanted, were a Neanderthal. <laughs> when you wanted to go, like when you were watching TV and like their advertise Cartoon Network's advertising their cool games and shit, and you're like, oh man, can I go on the internet? Like, no, we're, I'm expecting a phone call. Like. All right, yeah. I can wait until later. Vin Diesel has a street check. I want a street oh check. Oh my god, stop! <laughs> did you seriously call back one of our older episodes? <laughs> and that's how you did it. Fuck Diesel. you! I'm gonna actually I answer the question you actually asked. <laughs> I found out his name isn't Vin. No, is that his last name? Is Vincent? Yeah. And doesn't his parents live in Charlotte or some shit. Huh? Doesn't he have like a completely no different like? Like a first name you wouldn't like expect. I'll look it up, but yes. <laughs> My favorite aspect of science fiction would be the world building. Yeah. I think I don't feel enough franchises do that correctly though. No, they don't. But that's why <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that so okay. No. Um Vinny and Devo just found out that Vin Diesel's real name is Mark Sinclair. What a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, my goodness. Um, Sinclair. Sinclair. My papa owns this lake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that world building <laughs> is very important to uh, any source of 
fiction. I want but to science fiction works. With it also depends on what perspective you're telling the story from. That's very true. It's very true. But like I also think that it just depends on the story in general. Yeah. Ooh. Because I think one of the Oh, I'll look at I'll I'll showcase a movie that I absolutely love and it is in my top five movies of all time and that is Mad Max Fury Road. That movie does amazing world building. And Dude, nothing it, but visuals. Yeah. With nothing but visuals. And you understand the crazy ass world that you exist in. And you are you're told the rules without being told the rules. And you understand completely. The motherfucker doesn't even speak until like 45 minutes. No, 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 no. Like if... <clears throat> I would do an entire fucking episode <laughs> on that movie and dissect that movie like literally scene by scene because it is amazing. I'm not kidding. I One part that. confused me though is the fucking weird people on stilts. Like where did they go? When it's not nighttime. Like, I'm asking that's... too many questions. Yeah. No, <laughs> Look, world building. Yeah. The guy, the guy playing the guitar and like just having the a fucking warrior. yeah, just doof? his name is the doof yeah. warrior, I've... and his car is the doof wagon. I kid you not. You yeah, I'm gonna no, go live I've... in dystopian Australia. Excuse Dude, me. I'm not okay. <laughs> we were almost Again, there. I am doof. Did you, if you look up the names or any of those characters, it's ridiculous. Ego! Yeah, who's, what was his name? Uh, Scrotocles or some shit? <laughs> the guy from uh, the, the, the first Mad Max. Now, toe Cutter? No, what? Is yeah. his name Toe Cutter? Toe Cutter. Who the fuck is Scrotocles? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to know this bad guy. <laughs> Scrotocles. <laughs> <laughs> it up. sounds like the porn parody of Spartacus, and I really want to see it. Scrotocles, nothing comes up. Scrotal cyst. Yep. Nailed it. Well, That's thanks it. for nothing, Google. Uh, this is why it's a guy's cast. Oh. No, the you're talking about Rictus Erectus. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's the big guy. Oh. Also, the guy who plays Toe Cutter is the same guy I plays in Morton Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you with that world building thing Humongous. though. Just because, <laughs> because of world building and like going back a little bit back to that like cyberpunk mm -hmm. aspect of sci-fi. Yeah. Which is why like shit like the inside of a computer is like my most like aesthetically pleasing thing to look at, especially yeah. when people are putting like it's all cluttered chaos but controlled. But like yeah. that, and then you know throwing in all the RGB and shit into a computer these days is just like. I could stare at this and not have to actually use the computer, <laughs> just yeah, let it run yeah. in front of me. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's what fucking Tron is, was made on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, just the aesthetic. It was literally the aesthetic, and I love both Tron movies, the original well, I mean, and, and the Tron is one. literally just the polar opposite of Mad Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unpopular opinion, I can't stand the second Tron movie anymore. Yeah. The one with uh, the dude? I feel yes. like... I feel like I, I watched. Don't mind it, but I feel like it is like it's hyper campy even compared to. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't feel it's so much the camp part of it. It's just one of those movies I watched. I had seen one too many times for me to ever fully enjoy it again oh, for a yeah. while. So like maybe give it another five years, I'll enjoy it. But like right now, the idea of watching it sounds painful to me. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so for me though, when I when people say like science fiction. And I know this isn't technically true. When people say science fiction, like something that is like fantasy based, is still science fiction technically. Yeah, technically. I still count that as science fiction to me, because like I always view I mean, it. I, you can view magic as 
it's, it's all it's... science fiction to me. That's how I kind of look at it. But like when people think of science fiction, I always think of like pew pews and like lizard swords and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. That's how I look at it too. Um, but like world building in that, in like more the more fantasy genre stuff is still just as important. And I feel like it's almost more important because like fantasy or high fantasy is always like built upon a very human era of mankind, which is like very relatable. And like you have to like world build that. So speaking of that. Um, like Game of Thrones. I was going to say, like, even Bright, the way yeah. they did world building. So, I mean, yeah, it was a world that was kind of parallel to ours, but yeah. they still did that, like, five-minute quick intro where they introduced you to the world because it was super similar, but there were these little things yeah. in the history of humankind that tweaked it in such a big little way, I guess, oh, yeah. for lack of a better Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like... They gave you that because you had to see it from the perspective of someone who's been established. Like, these people are political, this is what the politics are, and then, like, with that five-minute introduction, you're like, no, I got it. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. it. This is fucking cool. I do. I kind of I agree with you. I loved Bright, by the way. With the whole... Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was all right. I thought it should have been a series. That's a good interpretation, but yes, they should have... Yeah, yeah it, should have been, it should have been, like, six episodes. I think they should something. still do that. That's like, right. Yeah. I do agree with that, like, sci-fi... There's... To a degree, there is a point where, like, sci-fi and fantasy are, like, overlapping each other a little bit. Yeah. Like, especially if you think of, like, something like, um, like the sh uh, book slash show uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, mm -hmm. they're, they're sci-fi, technically, but they're also Nazis an alternate, both. alternate yeah. fantasy, <laughs> you know, world where, like, right. you know, hey, what happens if we didn't win this situation? Right. Alternate realities. I yeah. love those. Well, yeah, alternate history stuff is always fun. And, like, I feel uh, alternate history is definitely a form of both fantasy and sci-fi at the same time, depending on how you go about it. It's always yeah. World War Two, though. Because yeah. that was the yeah, biggest like turning to use point. The we like to use the Nazis. I mean, it doesn't nice. matter, because if you choose a new World War, Germany's always on one side. Yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> it, like, you could, you could base this the whole thing of, like, did we win World War One? It wouldn't fucking change much. <laughs> I mean, technically, like, we didn't even have to be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, world building, very important. Mad Max, I think, does... I think Fury Road does it the best out of... I mean, Star Wars has done... Star Wars is, again, one of the things that has done amazing world building, and I think that that's part of the reason why there are some Star Wars movies I don't like, because it doesn't world build, or it doesn't feel like it exists in... It doesn't feel like it expands the world of the Star Wars universe, which I feel like, this, I mean, like some of the movies don't do very well, especially the sequel trilogy. Rise of the Skywalker, their world building was like, throw it at the like fucking wall. Like that poop thing. <laughs> yeah. Like the, <laughs> the gift thing. I got Tony. Throwbacks. Um, I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, but no, I mean like, again, Mad Max Fury Road is two hours. That movie is exactly two, almost exactly two hours long. I think it's like two hours and like five minutes or some bullshit. Was it only two hours long? Yeah, it is yeah. not that long of a movie at all. And like, it does so much in such a little bit of time. And it is literally one of the best science fiction stories out there. In, in cinema, I think. See? And so, like, if you want that, but like an hour longer, <laughs> Blade Runner 2049 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 2049. Yeah. Again, it's great. It's, it's great a, science fiction. So it's one great of the world things building. I don't enjoy about galactic sci-fi, though, is that when it comes to world building, literally the universe they exist in is just so vast. Like, you have to create 
hundreds if not thousands of cultures and you right, have to like right. try to explain all these why are they important and like that's why Mad Max works because they're isolated they don't have this communication outside of their and it colonies in a right. somewhat familiar speaking of the colony location. another great fucking site yeah movie. very true it takes place in America or not America but on earth right. so it's like it's easy there's, to like there's human visualize it there to mm-hmm. extent. where um, like everything is like there's stars as far as you can see like Cool space, like where, where are we going like, with this? I feel like, like the only <laughs> anyway, again, like, like right, right, right. I agree with you in that in that statement, but I also I'm just like, all you have to do is just in some way establish the rules of that universe, and if you can get me as like a reader, a watcher, whatever, to buy into that, I'm good. I don't I don't care about anything else though. That's the thing, and then that's the part like also parts of like world building too. It's just like if you sell me the rules of your world. And you like just go forward with those rules, and you can even like build onto those rules of the world building too, mm-hmm. like moving forward. Um, but like if you just establish that, and you go, these are the rules, these are what we're gonna like go by, and you sold that to me as an audience member, you got me. See, a peeve of mine with Star Wars specifically is the fact like they established their millions of races of aliens, right? And yet we only focus on the humans. Oh yeah, unless it's Clone Wars, and then we get Ahsoka Tano, but then it turned. But, I mean, like, why don't we focus... On more aliens? Oh, I still have that issue with Star Wars. And I understand why, though, in retrospect and from a marketing point of view, you want people to connect with a character. But, I mean, you can make someone human... one of the most recognizable and marketable characters. I mean, like, what I was also saying, like, you can can make someone human without them literally being human. Human is something we connect with on an emotional level. K2SO is one of the standouts of Rogue One. He's a robot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people were in love with Thanos for a while. They thought he was doing nothing wrong. He, they made him too human almost. And he's yeah. a big fucking purple titan deviant. Yeah, we'll see that in the Eternals. Yeah. I have a feeling, like, might. I don't know. middle or... I'm not even remotely thinking about that movie, honestly. Young adult Thanos is going to show up in the Eternals. Yeah. YA Thanos. I want to I see... He's got, like, little zits on his face. Everything needs to be balanced. <laughs> <laughs> He's like separating his peas on the one side and like the little chicken nuggies on the other. Perfectly <laughs> balanced. Can't have, a, can't just enjoy a bag of Skittles Jesus without just kind of. Yeah. He has six different colors. Sci-fi rules. Okay, so we'll go off of like world building to the sci-fi rules, right? Well, another reason why I love Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. They gave me the rules as to why he is the way he is, and they don't really break that. No, here, this is why he is the way he is. No, they just broke his one rule. I'm just kidding. I mean, like, well, that was for a good they, reason. They, it they, was a pivotal moment, right. and it was super important. But like, again, I, I, yeah, I can get fun. I can get into that fun. with you. <laughs> no, I, um, I really, I do enjoy that movie because they did something with the character that no one expected. Yeah, and it's like and you talk about a sci-fi movie. I mean, that movie also has a bunch of. Geiger influences too. The Kryptonian stuff is so Geiger influenced. There's literally a shot from Aliens in the movie where he walks onto the scout ship. Oh yeah. It's literally the same shot when they walk into the the other scout ship in Alien, and it's like where all like the the eggs are. It's literally the same shot, which is really cool. Um, but I mean, even the fact that like Zod wears like gear that literally looks like uh, engineer gear, like from like Geiger's design which is so cool um yeah like the helmets and everything man it's kind of it's really crazy but no like uh again a movie that does I think really good world building and and rules they establish rules and then like they just go with that I'm like I love that that is so cool I'm like yeah there's a reason why he's like okay 
it's not just like he because he's Superman. Like no, no, no. It's not just because he's Superman. It's you know quotation marks that people can't see that I'm putting up. Um, <laughs> but like they felt them. Right, they felt them. But it's like here are the rules. This is why he can do these things. You know. Yeah, it's just because his genetic his makeup cells, is slightly right? like, different his, his than physiology. ours. Physiology, right? So he's like different. our son does something different than his son did. To exactly, him. and it's like okay, so like gravity <laughs> works differently. And just like, the sun. It's the type of radiation the sun emits. Exactly. And how it, his cells react to it. Also, like, that movie just proves that, like, a real-world Superman is busted. And I kind of like it. And busted in not, like, a silly, campy way, but busted in, like, the be so scary kind of way. I mean... Because, like, in that movie, he literally headbutts, right. he, uh, what is it, the world engine? That's literally the big gravity beam, which is literally turning the gravity around him straight onto his face. Like, literally, not only, it's just a gravity beam, but it's also changing the environment around him to Krypton, so he's not only is he weaker, but he's literally getting blasted with, like, God knows what kind of fucking Gs, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he literally flies straight up. Yeah, why would <laughs> like, he... Like, he's so strong, like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's basically just Goku the movie. It, well, well, that's how, that's how Goku killed King Piccolo, he literally just, he just flew through it. Yeah. <laughs> Goku King Piccolo, the world engine, by flying straight through it. And you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie that I think is a really good sci-fi movie, and I think that... Man of Steel? Yeah. I think it, it works really well because of, again, world-building rules that are established. Also, I do think that the action in Man of Steel is the closest thing we'll get to, like, live-action anime. Because it's pretty fucking live-action anime. I mean, you got fucking yeah. Feyora doing fucking Wesker moves on, like, Marines and shit. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is fucking nuts. See, there's one thing I don't like. Because, like, that, I will agree with you, like... As a standalone movie, mm -hmm. pretending that none of the other DC characters exist. Exist yet, yeah, right. You know, if yeah, you're yeah. just like, this is only Superman mm -hmm. and his universe, no one else. It works really well. Mm -hmm. It's when, especially for comic movies, when they start introducing the other characters and everything, it's oh, yeah, when, like, those rules... Like, the rules you were saying, like, you know, they set the rules exactly. for it. Exactly. All of those rules start to get fucking broken left and fucking right. Oh, 100%. Like, you, you start Aquaman, with, and it's like, you're like, wait, what? Well, it's like, you Magic? know, if you look at... <laughs> now uh, crazy bullshit. If you look at Marvel, Iron Man, okay, there's some rules. Yes. Next fucking, like, you know, what, Thor came out next or something? Yeah, or, yeah, it was Hulk like or whatever. America, it's like, Thor. All right, there's another rule, there's oh, another 100%. rule, there's another rule. Fuck, fuck, we have That's too many rules and not enough comics. rules. Which is just <laughs> making rules and breaking them. I mean, yeah. But yeah, we're also talking about just sci-fi in general. So I mean, I dark, mean, like gray, hazy LA with bright ass neon. That's yes, all I need. Yes, <laughs> agreed. Just throw Tokyo at LA. Well, you know, throw Tokyo you, you know what at Beijing LA. looks like on a good day? That, but with more neon. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Who? Okay. We need more like Victorian style, like future. Because I haven't actually. <laughs> I haven't had a, like a chance to ooh that's a that's a good one though. yeah <laughs> but like, i haven't had a chance to actually watch it but like westworld is pretty Victorian. i love westworld like yeah. it's good it's good sci-fi that's a really good sci-fi because it mixes alternate history with lightly futuristic shit i mean i haven't seen the second season i know they go more into like a samurai era because the first the <laughs> first season is about what? What? I said booty calls. Call of Duty? Call of Booty? Call of Booty? Um, but this, yeah, so the first one was Wild West, second one they go with Shogun era. I mean, I mean the, sh the show seems to have taken an interesting turn. I mean, it's no, an it's, interesting it's, concept. It's, the androids really are good. fucking scary. Like, like you said, 
touched upon earlier, like Terminator, it's a terrifying could be reality. Exactly. It's so like that's what humanizing. Makes it that's another one that androids are takes cool rules and then yeah. just puts them up its own ass and then pisses them out somehow. <laughs> time travel. Don't and, fuck with it, guys. Just and, don't fuck with time travel. So. Uh, androids in science fiction, I think, are always a cool thing because it's all about because they're machines meant to look like man and like that's really fucked up. I like also it's like we're taking we're taking something that's the most non-human it's thing transcendent. ever. transcendent. And two, yeah, it's literally making it into a humanized thing. Like, like digitizing so... people. That's scary because, like, if we were to give robots, machines, not robots specifically, but just machines in general, a sentience, like, if they knew that they existed and they knew what they were, they would absolutely surpass us. We have so many flaws. So it's like, yeah, just, it's a cool concept. And especially so... if you give them a humanoid body and it's just like, fuck. I feel like this counts as a good sci-fi enough. I read this fan theory the other day where they technically are saying, they're saying essentially that like Digimon mm-hmm. actually exists in our own world because they are corrupt Pokemon files, essentially. Oh, I love it. So like technically it could, they could, you know, I love it. exist I in love a sense this. in the real world <laughs> along with existing in like a cartoon or like video game or whatever. It's kind of cool. With it. Are they not making a game based off the concept? Is I mean, they should. No, the, the fucking games uh, took the whole idea and just kind of went The games weird. are hot garbage. <laughs> there was two games that I enjoyed a fuckload, but then the main characters that they used for that one, like, I just did not understand. Like, I played the Cyber Sleuth one, the first of the two that came out or whatever. Like, the second one. But the first, like, it wasn't the, you know, layout of the world and everything was kind of hot garbage but like everything else was like okay you know I, I get it but at the same time it's starting to get to that point where like they're just kind of like eh yeah this thing that's supposed to exist in your computer it exists in the real world it's fine you know, it's like, wait what <laughs> okay okay give me you don't give me your favorite one but give me like list of some of your favorite sci-fi characters from what any anything it doesn't matter what the, what the franchise is 100% just brought it to her, like, you have uh, your favorite I ones? Like I said, because like, you know there's more than one oh, like, sci-fi yeah, know, character that you love. But I think what and I if like, there's a version of that character, use that version too. I like Predator the, the most because it's like they are displaced out of time. You know, like, mm-hmm. they are so advanced and stuff, but they put themselves on the human world, you know, and then, like, they're, they interge- interject themselves on us. So it's our setting, it's our world, we know it. Yeah. And then something comes to us. Yeah. And it's just terrifying. Like, the first Predator is obviously the, the scariest, because, like, we have no idea what's happening. Right, right. The first 40 minutes of the movie, we literally don't see the goddamn thing. No, we no, just no. see the aftermath. Movie. Yeah, yeah, It's not even an action. It's a stealth movie. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, shh, and then sneaking around and throwing know, trucks they, at they, people. They, they, they do a lot of action. There's explosions, stuff, yeah. but I think it's not like... Right, right. It's, a more, it's like a survival movie. It's nuts. Yeah. No, that first... John McTiernan's great. Great director. And so, I mean, like, Predator is a movie that I just grew up with, and it's, you know, one of those action dad movies that, yeah, like, sci-fi, like, that's kind of what, that was the catalyst for me for, for you, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Is there like, what else is out there? Like, that came to us. I'm like, so what's beyond? You know? It's right. Like, it's literally how it was for me. Sci-fi came to me, then I went and explored sci-fi. Like, characters that, like, really resonate I mean, like, we can do one at a time. It gives me oh, time okay. to think about it a that's little fair. bit. Devo? Anything? Or uh, come back? Right off the bat, really, would be, I'm just gonna pick the most obvious one, even though it's just representing the whole series, would just be Neo. Yeah. Just that whole... Keanu Reeves is anime. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just that whole... 
those movies came out at just the right point in my life to where it's like, as I'm watching them come out and everything, it kind of just helped form what I ended up liking oh, yeah, later yeah. on and everything. Because I mean, the, kid, the first one came out when I was like, what, eight? Right. So it's like, see, fuck, if nine, 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 then I was like seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just seeing that in that really formative part of my childhood is just like, okay, and then like, you go in, like, it, you know, at the time, didn't understand what the fuck the whole overall, mm-hmm. like, theme and everything of the movies were, but then looking back at them now, I was like, okay, I feel like some people got, really got this back in the day, or just didn't understand a goddamn thing the Wachowskis were trying to go for. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely helped that, like, helped develop my whole, like, you know, love for computers and technology and everything, even though the whole thing is it technology trying to fuck over humanity. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of that is, like, hubris, right? Because like, we made the robots and the whole fuck us over, and then we need the robots to survive, basically. Chicana! Yeah. <laughs> fuck you! I wish we could record that, because then you, <laughs> you, 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 you blanked out for two seconds, and I, 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 I want that as a meme. Um, I'm just a living meme. Fuck. Well, I mean, I guess this is the most obvious one for me. It's a very bobcatty answer. It's the, we did a whole episode on it, but I, I want to use Megatron uh, from Transformers because he's one of my favorite characters for a bunch of fucking reasons. I mean, originally, I mean, like, it's something like that when you watch at such a young age, you just like you watch it because it's like, ooh, pretty colors and blah blah blah, and it's kind of cool and action and stuff like that. But I love Megatron because it's like he turned in from just a tyrannical like Saturday morning cartoon villain into, and again, live action movies aside, uh, video games and uh, comic books do him so much more justice because they forced to be reckoned with. He is he's one of the best written kind of dictatorish characters because like he started out not like that like he was he's technically a freedom fighter his character arc is definitely complicated it's so complicated and i think that's amazing because he has like a brotherly relationship with if you read the comics like seeing what made him fall from grace and all that it's so brutal it's so his story is fucking sad and you would never think it you think that he was just built to be a prick right and, like, in the original canon, I guess he was technically built to be a prick. <laughs> like, he was literally he was built. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's the 80s, and there was, there was all designed to sell toys anyways. But, like, like current, Star- like, Transformer canon is, like, he's, like, he was, like, best friends with, like, Optimus Prime before he was Optimus Prime. Like, before neither one of them were, like, big names. That is the Star Wars art. Except he's Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it's so, I don't know, it's just so cool to me that, like, such a, like, a character you're just, like, you love to hate, and you realize, like, he was kind of a good guy at some point, but, like, he also was just dealt all the shitty cards, mm-hmm. and, like, he just becomes the leader of, like, half of this giant robot planet, and it's, like, I don't know, it's also, I think it's, like, if you want to talk about just, like, really big, campy sci-fi bullshit, like, Transformers. <laughs> Just big campy sci-fi bullshit. Like speaking of big campy sci-fi, um, I would say another one of my top favorites is Gigan. That's a franchise we haven't even touched. Gigan. Oh my uh, god. The Godzilla villain Gigan was they used biological material from Godzilla and mixed it with like a proto mecha Godzilla, and they created this fucking bio mech. Shout out to Jimmy. We love you, Jimmy. <laughs> we love you, Jimmy. But I mean, just fucking Gigan was. Such a huge part of my childhood because when I went over to my grandma's house, she only had like what five channels at the time. Yeah. And Godzilla was always playing in like Spanish, but like I didn't care. Like, You're like it's just it's fucking Kaiju. Godzilla. Yeah, Kaiju. I love at. me some Kaiju. Dance and, straight. 
There's just something. There's something about Gigant. Like he had, he had this really cruel fate. Like he couldn't help what he was. And if he did try to like fight against his nature, they could just reprogram him to stop giving a shit about it and then continue. Yeah. I mean, so it's a really interesting thing how like we see this thing that is fantasy, which is Godzilla. Like he is this prehistoric beast coming mm-hmm. out of the the ocean. He's here to destroy yet save us at the same time. Right. He's balance. And then we come back and create with our science something to combat both right. our destroyer and our savior. And it's, it was an interesting it's concept. Cool. I couldn't wrap my head around it as a kid. All like, I knew, the figures are cool looking, right? You're well, also, Pokemon adult. was out at the same time and it looked like a giant scyther. So yeah, that probably yeah, helped. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, Fuck every boy's yeah. favorite Pokemon was like scyther or Charizard at the time. Yeah, so that's fair. Scyther was licked. Yeah. Even though yeah, he's ha- essentially hot garbage. But. Yeah, he was. But, you know, wing attack and slash just... Whatever, cool looking. For some reason, everything that could be labeled as sci-fi just kind of disappeared out of my fucking mind. It, it always happens reason. to put on the spot. Though, I don't remember if, if he actually had a name. If he did, I can't remember it off the top of my head because it's been a minute. The main... Fuck, Replicant from Blade Runner. The first one. Decker? Oh, the, bla- the no, blonde? No, not, not, not Decker, Decker. The blonde guy. He did have a name. I literally but just like, watched this movie. Him as, like, that character being, you know, technically an artificial human. Right, right, right. And, and like, like kind of dealing human. with that reality of, like, you know, what am I kind of thing. Yeah. That's always interesting thing. It was just, like, because kind of a Ex Machina did it. Roy. Roy. I'm going to say, isn't it Roy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roy Daddy. Because, like, Ex Machina kind of did that yes. kind of story arc also of, like, you know, some of... Uh, Who am I? You know, yeah. I and I love too. that kind of a story arc with like androids when they just don't understand like <laughs> the what concept the fuck of they androids are. is just awesome. Well, Ex Machina is a great movie, also by the way. Everybody should watch that movie. Ex Machina is like I feel like the entire movie should have like a Mass Effect like choice wheel, and like all the choices <laughs> continuously are just all the wrong choices, and like that's how the movie ends. <laughs> yeah. Really, I just thought of this right because if you were there's always there's a theory of like you know if you uploaded your conscience to a computer mm-hmm. you would cease to be you again anymore right why because these like you know take Ex Machina for example mm-hmm. right it's an AI mm-hmm. in a humanoid type body mm-hmm. right it's developing its own identity and everything mm-hmm. so why as if you were to take your human code and put it into more code, why do you all of a sudden stop I think it's existing? because we don't fully understand the human code. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel personally that that's not true. Um, yeah. If you are still able to perceive external events, you can then base, judge, and change your own behaviors to match and adapt to said external uh, perceptions. That by all means, you are growing your personality, which means you are still uh, an individual because you're perceiving them differently dependent on how, you know, your yeah, past, like, so. you know, just because I, I uploaded myself to a computer and now I have access to all the information I ever will need in my life. Right. I mean, doesn't mean all... I won't be any more or any less myself. I mean, they, even, they deal with that in Ghost in the Show. Though. I mean, like, if people, were... like, jump into the net, like, it's like, and they all become, like, a collective. I mean, if we were all born and then we had soft caps on, like, what we can perceive or feel and stuff, like, yeah, if we, when we cease to be individuals, that's when we lose ourselves. Yeah. Also, uh, Nefect, the guy who actually plays 
Roy in Blade Runner. The speech he has at the end of the movie to Deckard, uh, he made up on the spot. But Usually just... Harrison Ford's the one making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like his half-assed monologue at the beginning? <laughs> or his fight scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oof. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> the, well, because the... he had diarrhea I was, all day. Day. <laughs> I was like sick, wasn't it? Like, I, the... That's a good moment, though. Like, it was so original... good. <laughs> The original monologue in Blade Runner, though, if they actually just had, like, you know, if they didn't just, like, hey, can you read this, and we'll just, like, record it really quick, and, like, you know, he didn't really give a shit about what he was reading, maybe if you just, like, okay, we might actually use this in the movie, you know, act like you give a fuck, it could have just stayed in all the other fucking versions of it, because I feel like, like, without it, it kind of just does, meanders. it does the, like, visual world building. It, it meanders. And it doesn't do it well. Where, like, I feel the monologue... Because it makes it feel like a noir, then. Kind of, yeah. That's what it does. It might have just been my dad growing... Like, when I was growing up, he was always like, Oh, if, you're, if I ever give you, have you watch this movie, because he never actually, like, sat me down to watch Blade Runner. I had to do it my damn self. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he didn't have access to the original cut of it. And he mm. only wanted me to watch that cut because he felt that was the better the of the three cuts. Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll I guess I'll say okay. Well, I'm gonna just cheat here and I'll rule this off three really fast. One Obi Wan Kenobi because he's a character that goes from being like a titular main character to the mentor character. I think that's really cool. I always love that kind of shit. And then because uh, I've referenced it so many times, the major from Ghost in the Shell. I think she's again one of the best sci-fi. Kind of, she's great. Um, and then I'm totally blanking. Right. Uh, I want to say Alan Grant. Oh, okay. Jurassic Park. Yeah, he was a, he was a childhood hero of mine. Yeah, <laughs> like first like off, uh, he earned my undying respect when he tore that fucking kid a new one. It is not a six foot turkey, you stupid bitch. <laughs> it is a killing machine. All right, killing machine. I mean, it's still a yeah, six foot turkey. They're not though. technically <laughs> six feet tall. They're six feet long. They're but, only about like you know, yeah, the three. A real, tall. a real velociraptor, a Utah raptor. So basically, that size. what they base the velociraptors off of in Jurassic Park are actually are known as Dionychus. It's but to sell toys. It's so interesting. <laughs> like imagine being someone who like imagine being an archaeologist like Indiana Jones and yeah. like you're studying you know collecting artifacts from ancient Egypt and then one day you're in Egypt, yeah. like old Egypt, yeah. just. Imagine Alan Grant now. He's a paleontologist. He's digging up these dinosaur bones, looking at the bones, trying to establish how they lived and breathed, and there they fucking are. Like, that was always a childhood dream of mine. Mm -hmm. like, to be fair, the, that comparison of Indiana Jones just magically being in ancient Egypt, it was Harrison Ford. He probably wouldn't give that much of a shit. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, how do I get back? Where do I find a drink? <laughs> yeah, like... All we have is this shitty, like, wheat beer. <laughs> So, someone oh man, I'm full after one glass. Someone pissed up the river. We could collect the water from down here. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I have all the horses. <laughs> I'm on the right, right side, side of the, the river. river. It's the fucking money. That's good, a franchise they shouldn't have tried to remake. I mean, technically, that was a remake. What you just referenced was a remake. Yeah, the mummy was black and white. The movie the, the remakes the were early, oh, yeah, the well, early two thousands, like the Burner Fraser. They shouldn't have kept are, remaking it. Why are those remakes? That makes no like to me. That makes no fucking sense because they're not. You know, I feel like it's supposed to be a horror movie. That movie was not scary. No, it's at an all. action movie. Yeah, you know, it's I, such good fun campy bullshit. Yeah, it's the same campy bullshit I put Van Helsing in. I'm pretty yes. sure it's all made by the same guy too. Might be. I think it's the same director. I, I, I love that. I love also. One. 
fuck you. Van Helsing is basically Dark Souls before Dark Souls. He's literally dressed like the Dark Souls guy and everything. Yeah. So I want. Okay, I have. I only have like one big request out of like Hollywood. Yeah. I just want to see the Universal monster movies yes. remade correctly and like well. I again have. They did. Okay, so the Dracula Untold was fucking good. Luke Evans was, is awesome. It would have been a lot better if they leaned more into the horror aspect, I think, of that. But, like, I, I do think that that wasn't a terrible launching off point. I don't think it, I don't think it was... Is doing the Bride of Frankenstein before Frankenstein? Like, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, they, they, I... If you really want to get into it, I, I literally have an outline for all of those horror movies. What? I've all right. So uh, I want to sign off by saying, uh, well, obviously, like the shit. Uh, leave a comment with what your favorite sci-fi sci franchise or yeah. characters are. Um, what drew you into sci-fi, and where do you hope to see it in the future? And that has been. Or do you just success. hope? Or do you yeah. just hope to see it in the future? Like, right. do you want to be the future? The future's now, old man! Oh my god. Pull the plug! <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong plug!